Elevator action descended onto the ZX Spectrum in 1987. How does it stack up to the arcade original? Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about elevator action. Yeah, man. Aaron, when was the last time you got some elevator action? It's, <laughs> well, let's see. Never, never. I've never attempted elevator <laughs> action. Elevators are kind of filthy, boat. They says. are. You know, the- now, we did have a game I played in college with a couple of friends of mine called, remember that song, Love in an Elevator mm-hmm. from Aerosmith? Aerosmith, yeah. We had a game we played called Hate in an Elevator. And the <laughs> game was... We would get in the elevator, and in the second the door closed, you just beat the crap out of each other until the door opened. That was the game. Man, and that was what it. A game. And it, it was fun, yeah. Was the Chud involved in that? No, the Chud was not in on this one because this mm. was at a college and Chad had long since left college. So uh, there you go. I see. What I about see. what about you? Have you ever uh, you know, aerosmithed it up? Never, never aerosmithed it up. Uh I've always had a slight fear of elevators, to tell you the truth. The closed confined spaces don't really do it for me. So uh, if, if if I was going to be getting some action, it would be as far away from an elevator as possible. Have you ever ridden on those elevators that like you ride them and at the last on the floor you're getting off, it stops before the floor and then drops precipitously the last second? Yes. What's up with that? You That's, know, they do that on purpose to frighten people like me. That's what I think. Did Have you, you ever ride ele- that? Did you ever ride that glass elevator at the town center mall? Oh yeah, tons. That's that the height pretty, of luxury right there. It was that that was like a big deal when it came yeah. out because it was like something out of Tron. It had all the neon on it mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty cool deal. Did you ever ride an elevator that had an elevator operator? No, I never have. Have you? Yeah, I have. I've been to apartment buildings that have an elevator operator, mm. and I've actually ridden on some elevators that require manual driving of the elevator. Wow. And some real old buildings. So, yeah, I I have been on a few of those. Have you ever been on one of those elevators that's like for cargo? Uh, Well, probably, yeah. But like whenever I play a gig at like the Clay Center or something like that, we usually take the cargo elevator down to the musician's entrance. So, yeah. What about one of those elevators that has like the rope and you go like. No, I think that's only in movies. There's <laughs> those, those, those must exist somewhere like back in the day. You know, fans, listeners, tell us about your elevator experiences in the chat. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> but for right now, Aaron, why don't we talk about this week's uh, game on the Specky elevator action? So elevator action. Uh Let's get into the arcade machine a little bit before you delve into the ZX version, Bo. Okay. Because there there are a lot of similarities, a few differences, but I think it's worth noting. Because I learned a lot when I was researching this that I never knew before. So Elevator Action uh, developed and uh, produced by Tato. Uh, of course, Tato's done about a million things. Probably the most well-known thing they did was Space Invaders. Uh, so Tato released this. It, it was released in Japan in June of 83 and in North America in October of 83. Uh, in this game, you uh, play the role of a spy named Agent 17. And the object of the game is to explore a 30-story building uh, and go and get past enemy agents to get secret documents that are stashed behind various doors in the building. And then make your way down to the last floor, making sure you get all the documents and get in your sports car and drive away and then go to the next building. Uh, This thing uh, was very popular in Japan and they had high hopes for it. 
when they released it in the States. In fact, I didn't realize how popular this game was uh, when it came out. So in Japan, they, uh, Game Machine Magazine listed Overreaction in their uh, August of 83 issue as the most successful uh, new arcade unit of the month. Mm. It topped the charts uh, in that magazine uh, from September to November and was up and down the charts until April of 84. So it wow. had in Japan, that's no easy feat, by the way. Yeah. Um, they tested the game in North America, and Mike Von Kennel, the marketing manager of Tato, stated that the game was a top test piece, and he held high expectations for North American release. When they finally released it, he said uh, the game had sold well. The, it also had came out in kit form, and he said the kits sold very well and set an enviable record for the company. So this was a what I would consider a smash hit for Tato you know, and it's, Tato It's America. interesting, talking about this, this does not strike me as a game that would have come out of Japan in this time period. You know, they're, they're, I don't know, maybe I, I just have this stereotypical view of Japanese arcade games. Yeah. But when I think about Japanese arcade games from the early 80s, I'm thinking about a lot of space shooters. I'm thinking about a lot of maze-like games, you know, Pac-Man type stuff like that. The games that feature human protagonists don't immediately spring to mind. Do you feel the same way, or do you, did, did, did that not surprise you? This game, to me, does seem Japanese, I'll be honest with you. And But the, here's what's funny about it, and this is even mentioned uh, on the wiki I was reading about this. There was fear that this game would be overshadowed by the huge uh, release of laser games, which were coming out hot and heavy in 83. Mm-hmm. So... And if you'll recall, well, I mean, you won't recall this, but I will. Laser games were the big, the new, the hot new thing on the block. Right. And so you hear elevator action. I wouldn't, I would say it's got for the, you know, a little, maybe slightly above average graphics rating through, but not by much, not slightly above, you know, right on par music. But it's, so this is just basically a straight up, a straight up action and gameplay game. It's not like a, it's not like there's a ton of frills in it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I can see where people might think this one might get lost in the shuffle. Uh, but uh, it did not. In fact, Boat, uh, this this game received a certificate of merit as part of the 1985 Archie Awards. My oh, favorite yes. awards, <laughs> the gold so, standard in arcade yeah, awards. Yes, they, they, uh, this thing had a the uh, people that ran Tato North America said this game had a lot of good word of mouth, and uh, that's what made it a star. And so it was definitely going to uh, get released on the home market. I should mention that just for fun, I looked up the Tato cabinet on eBay to see what it was going for. Back in the day, you could get these things pretty cheap. This is a pretty a common cabinet. In fact, it's a lot of people's first or second cabinet. Uh, it's one I never owned, but I had a chance to buy it a couple times. It's never got, just, you know, things didn't work out. Uh, but you could, if you bought this today, the cheapest I found it was uh, uh, $2,400 or Whew. best offer. Wow. Now, your local mileage may vary greatly, but I mean, this is a game that is popular enough to be in demand. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this game eventually got ported to a whole slew of systems. Uh, the Amstrad, the C64, uh, the Game Boy, got an interesting port, MSX, which I played the MSX port the night. Uh, C64? Mobile, yeah, the, I said that one. The oh, uh, NES, uh, the Switch, the PS4, and some of those back catalog you know, game things. The uh, SG-1000, and of course, the ZX Spectrum, which is what we're going to be talking about. So uh, the ZX Spectrum version of this came out uh, in 1987, so it took uh, a couple years to get this one to come out. Uh, now, this one was uh, published by an outfit called Quicksilver, 
and developed by Binary Design Limited. But most people have this being listed uh, as being programmed by David Whitaker, the mm-hmm. R- R- the old standby, mm-hmm. back again. And you could definitely tell his handiwork in the tune on this. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I noticed straight away when I started loading up this game was an awesome tune. In fact, I'd say that the the theme that Whitaker wrote here crushes the arcade theme. Yeah, it's I the agree. The arcade version was, I mean, I like the tune in the arcade, but it gets kind of repetitive. Well, here's the, here's the issue with the tune in the arcade is that it doesn't fit the theme at all. Like the theme of the game is you're going through this place and you're shooting dudes. You're killing people. And there's people that want to kill you. The tune in the arcade game is like, duh, 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 duh. it doesn't fit it. You need something like Peter Gunn. And that's what's funny. This, that's, I, I disagree. In fact, I think it's the exact opposite. I don't really? think this theme necessarily fits the game, which is the better song. Mm. I think the other theme is more spy like. Do you this. think so? Oh, interesting. I think it's more spy like. But I mean, listen, neither one of them are what I would call Peter Gunn. And but the the, the uh, ZX Spectrum. Uh, 128 music is top shelf. Yeah, I should mention that you don't get this on the 48k, which is no. Bummer. I started out playing the 48k I, version, I did and too. I quickly left it for the 128k version. I did too. I did too. So, uh, what has changed? Well, we mentioned, of course, this is for the 48 and 128, two different versions. Uh, if you have the choice, definitely go for the 128. I didn't see any other differences aside from that. Yeah. Um. I looked up what the binary design. I don't, I don't know what role David Whitaker had. I don't know. I don't know if he was that company or just was a part of the company. But they had done some other stuff for the Spectrum. They did a Max Headroom game, uh, Motorbike Madness, Bob's Full House, and Hard Drive, and the name of a few uh, games uh, for the uh, ZX. Um, this game gives you some control, a goodly amount of control options. Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Interface Two, Kempston. Uh, you can use the keyboard. Uh, and this, I had no problem playing this on the Amiga with my with my sticks. It worked great, and I'm assuming you probably played this on the uh, FPGA. Um, so, what's different? What's the same in this game? But when you having played the arc, I know you've played the arcade version of uh, Elevator Action. What did you think of this one initially when you fired it up? I was really impressed. Um, I, let's let's you know just to go back to the arcade version for a second. Even for a game released in 1983, I really think that those graphics are aging by that point. Uh, I've never thought that uh, the arcade version of Elevator Action's graphics were that great. Um, the, the Your character, even though he's only one color in the Spectrum version, is actually a lot more defined and a lot more realistic looking than the your main character in the arcade version. I'd say they all are, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and so uh, that 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 you know initially impressed me a lot. But I like the fact that all of the gameplay elements are still there. You can shoot the lights out just like you can in the arcade version. You still escape in your car in the animation. There's even the introduction is even the same as in the arcade game where you see your guy you know rope. Well, this in. Is, it's actually better. Yeah, in this one and the other one, just like a rope comes down and your guy shimmies down it. And this one, a helicopter lowers him down. So it's actually, I think it's even cooler looking in this one. Yeah, yeah. So I was very impressed initially with the the, the whole package. Uh, there are a couple things that I don't like about this version. Um, one is that the elevator, you have to wait a lot longer on the elevator when you're in the initial uh, descending stage of the game where there's only one shaft. Uh, in the arcade version, it may not be, uh, you know, realistic, 
Uh, but you get elevators coming up and down all the time in, the, in that. And so the action's hot and heavy because you're consistently moving around, either vertically or horizontally. In this game, you're going to spend a lot of time waiting on the elevator to come uh, for the first part of the game. And that really slows the action down a lot. Uh, the second thing is the AI in the Spectrum version is not spectacular. Uh, yeah. The guys sort of just meander around. They don't really make any attempt to, well, they, they can't really make any attempt to get to you uh, because they're they're mostly trapped on their floors. But even when they get to your floor, they don't immediately seek you out. They just kind of go about their business. Um, so the, the AI could use some tweaking in this game. But the biggest problem I had with this game was it seemed like the hot spots where you go to open the door and where you go especially to go down the escalator were just really inconsistent. I had a hard time finding the exact spot where you're supposed to press down to go down the escalator or to go to open the door. Did you have a problem with that or were you able to do it consistently? That was that was not the biggest problem I had, but yes. Uh, one thing I was, in fact, I was mentioning this earlier, in the arcade version of this game, they, have, they, they saw this issue coming. And so what they did was they put marks on the floor, little mm -hmm. little crosshairs, right? And that's where you stood, and then you, uh, uh, you know, you you hit your button or you pull down whatever you need to do to do what you're going to do, and it does it, and it's easy. It works every time, right? The uh, uh, this version has no such luxury, and so there's a lot of guesswork. Even if you, I've played this a bunch of times, and I still have all kinds of trouble getting in the doors and getting on the escalator. Uh, sometimes I can do it right away, but sometimes I can't. And it's particularly uh, brutal if the door is on one of those up against the wall on one of those tiny ledges with an elevator shaft beside it where you have precious little space to operate to try to get in the thing. And you can be sitting there screwing around trying to get in the door and fall into the, into, the, into the elevator shaft if you're not careful. So, yeah, I did have that exact same problem, Boat. Now, one thing that I liked about this version of the game that wasn't present in all of the versions, and I got to be honest, I can't remember if this was like this in the arcade version or not, but you can ride on the top of the elevator in this version, and I don't think you can in the arcade version, you can. right? You can. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and so, you know, I was not able to easily beat the first level. I did, I did beat it eventually, but I ran into tons and tons and tons of trouble with the escalators just because of that, and that lessened my enjoyment of the game. But taken as a whole, this game plays at a reasonable speed. You know, it doesn't feel slow. It doesn't feel stodgy. Um, and you, you're able to have good control over your guy, except for the, the issues that we talked about. The building itself is, is, is pretty, you know, it's well colored. This, it uses the full spectrum of colors available on the spectrum. Uh, there isn't color clash. Your guys, you know, you and your enemies are all, you know, monocolored sprites, but there isn't color clash. You know, your guys just kind of fade into the background, but there's not that blocky yeah. block of color clash. Um, overall, I think that this is a solid port. This is this is among you know the best arcade conversions that I've seen. And what helps it along is that in its original form, it's a pretty simple arcade game, and that 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 helps it a lot. I uh, I felt a lot more wrong with it. <laughs> really, I, I will say I play elevator action the arcade game a lot. You're okay, yeah, one, you're definitely more well versed than I am. And so I found many many problems with this game. Now there were some things I liked, but there, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not killing it, but it had problems. Let's go back to what you said earlier about the elevators. The elevators in this are a strange combination of zippy and incredibly slow. They It seems like it takes them forever to get to you, and then they go past you in less than a second. They're incredibly difficult to catch. They're mm -hmm. so fast. And, and so I don't know 
what happened there? It's 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 a double weird problem. Uh, that they they I mean you find yourself often just standing there waiting for the elevator. And then if if you're not quick, the elevator's gone before you get there and you stand there some more. So that's a, I didn't like that. Uh, the bad guys are a huge problem because they uh, they operate more like uh, 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 like a uh, they're just basically they move back and forth and just shoot a lot. Yeah. And as you go up to the next level, they go back and forth a lot and they duck and shoot a lot. Okay, so that's that makes that's increasing the difficulty mm-hmm. because generally you can just duck and then shoot them. The fact that you, the elevators are so difficult to, to to operate, control, and the fact that these guys just randomly are shooting bullets. The arcade version, the bad guys are a lot smarter, uh, but but it, there's intelligence actually helps you because they're not just most of the time they're not just randomly firing twenty sh- shots across the bow for no reason. And if you're in an elevator and you happen to go up that up there and you you could get shot easily. Like flukily. Mm-hmm. Also, bad guys could just come out the door you're standing in front of and shoot you instantly. Without right. you can't even have a chance to move when you're dead. Uh, in the arcade, when you're on the elevator, you could actually like when I'm on an elevator and I see a guy coming, you could sort of jump straight up and then karate kick him, and then that that's how you avoid getting shot on a level where a guy just stands beside the elevator with a gun. You can't do that in this. There is in the arcade. There's a kick button. In this, it says there's a kick. When you jump, you it looks like sort of like you're doing a kick. But I never killed anybody by using that. I don't know mm-hmm. if you did. Nope. So I don't know if it actually kicks at all. It may, but I never pulled it off. And so without that karate kick, that was a vital part of the game to protect you from up close attacks. You know, and it's so it's it's basically not present in this game. Uh, in terms of the the uh, getting into the elevators, getting on off them, I mean, it was what it was. We already previously discussed that, but it, it was a hassle. But I could get used to it. The the number one thing I didn't like was the the AI. The AI was a real uh, dud in this. That's one thing that they dropped the ball on. I like the level design. I mean, I took. I think they pretty much took it mostly from the arcade. I like. Uh, uh, I like the structure of the building. I think actually the building might look a little better than it does in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be completely honest, it's, this game's funny. It actually, in some ways, it improves on some of the arcade parts. This game has a known bug uh, that that, and I don't know if I saw. I mean, I, we're watching your playthrough, so clearly you had gotten the updated ROM. But when this was originally released, uh, every time you got to that bottom level, the screen glitched, totally glitched out. And, and that's what it did on mine. I didn't find out about the improved ROM until right before we uh, started the show. But if you look around, you can get a ROM that has the bug fixed. But this apparently shipped with a big bug. It doesn't affect gameplay. Your guy still leaves, but it just makes the bottom of the screen look all jacked up. Um, you know, overall, though, I mean, this is a mixed bag. I mean, they did a lot of stuff right. And the things that they did wrong were probably things they could have. I don't know what they could have done about the AI. I mean, yeah. in all honesty, that, that, that's that, always sort of a black box. How, 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 how much of the AI's dumbness is just due to the fact that they couldn't make a better one that would fit in the memory they had or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, uh I'm so used to the way I operate. I mean, you can't play this like you do in the arcade mm-hmm. just on the sheer fact that the way you, uh, the, uh, the elevator isn't as responsive as the arcade either. It's funny you can you can kill guys with the elevator on this, but it doesn't. In the arcade, it sort of shows the animation of them getting mushed. And this, they just they turn into points. But uh, as far as I can tell, you can't be killed by the elevator, which is different because in the arcade you can be killed. Mm-hmm. 
uh, by the elevator. That's not something that comes up all the time, but it's still it's it's a difference. You know, yeah. the way that uh, I see it is that if you were a spectrum owner and you went to the arcade when you were on vacation and you played elevator action and you had a good time with it and you came home from the seaside and you're back in your dreary London town and uh, or England town and you're like, man, I want to re you know, I want to I want to bring back the memory of me playing this game at the seaside. You know, if you bought this game, you wouldn't be disappointed. Now, if well, you piled a thousand hours in elevator action like you have, Aaron, it's easy to see where the shortcomings of this are. But if you're, say, a more casual player, you know, you might be able to see that the game is different, but not enough to take your enjoyment out of it. Well, you're right. I mean, I, what you said is dead on. I've played this game a lot over the years, and I'm intimate with it. But uh, I think if I was a, uh, looking for a home port of this and I had a, a Spectrum, this would definitely foot the bill. Because you do get the fun of elevator action just with some uh, a few different limitations that you wouldn't have had to deal with in the arcade and some and some overall wonkiness uh, when it comes to uh, the presentation. But I mean, I, there's like I said, they do a lot of stuff. There are several things they do better than the arcade. I think, the, I mean, for the most part, I think the graphics are kind of better in some aspects. The building looks better. The music's definitely better. Uh, so, how often do you say that? Where you know you uh, the spectrum has improved on the arcade game? Not that right. often, right? Um, I looked this up on the uh, uh, to see some reviews on this one. Uh, UVL, which is the site I got these scores off of, uh, they have this uh, rated as a three point six out of five. Uh, Crash gave this uh, a seventy two percent. Sinclair gave it an eighty, and your Sinclair gave it an eighty. Uh, and uh, C and VG Computer Video Games gave this a seventy. So you're talking seven out of ten. You know, you're talking somewhere between a D and a C. But I mean, I know you don't like to do it that way. So you're talking. I would say what you've got here is an above average game, uh, and I think that's pretty fair. I certainly don't think this is an A title, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say a, a C, t- a C plus, or even a B minus title. I would definitely say. And if you're particularly fond of uh, of uh, elevator action, then it would be a, a real good title uh, to pick up. Because it's close, it's pretty close. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, we we did get some uh, some Discord reviews on this. Uh, Jigglebox writes: This little game was a pleasant surprise. I'd never heard of it before, and it's quite addictive. Nice tune, although it would have been nice to have the option to switch it off. Nonstop action, um, but would have been nice to have a pause button. It can be infuriating sometimes when you've chosen to move, and a baddie appears and releases a shot which you can't avoid. I'm not sure whether more practice would result in preempting and avoiding such quirks. All things considered, one I'll likely spend some more time enjoying. Eight out of ten. Mitsuyama writes, I'm not familiar with the other versions of Elevator Action, so I can't comment on how this version compares, but I found this to be a fun game on the Specky. The graphics are nice, although Agent Auto would benefit from some rhinoplasty. I enjoyed the music, (laughs) and without it, the only sound would be gunshots, but I imagine some players may find the constant music annoying. The gameplay isn't perfect. I sometimes found it difficult to see the enemy shots and when enemies came out of doors as I was walking past. Overall, I found it to be a fun game. 7.5 out of 10. And Z9K9 writes, Movement is much more physically rigid than the arcade. On the one hand, you can't change an elevator's direction in in between floors. On the other, you can pause an elevator indefinitely by standing in it off-center. You can't yeah. be crushed from above by the elevators in this one, but then you can't jump or crouch if one is anywhere near you. 
On the whole, while the game is still reasonably playable with a bit more forward planning and management of technical quirks, it's not as fun as the arcade, which thrills both with the persnickety peril of elevator hopping and the flowing dynamism of platform-based shootouts and kicks to the face. Nevertheless, the doll's house view with all its moving parts is still cool, and I'd probably have played this a lot if I'd owned it at the time. Six out of ten. Wow, well said, eh? Yeah. Hey, you know, Bo, just for fun, I looked at a couple other versions of this. I thought it'd be kind of neat to have a look at them. Um, what we've got here on the uh, on the left, you've got the NES version. Mm-hmm. And on the right, you've got the C64 version. I had the uh, uh, pleasure of playing the C64 version of this last night, and it is an absolute dud. Yeah. Uh, it's crap. It's yeah. double crap. How they dropped the ball in this so fully... Why, of all the times not the Hork, the, the ZX Spectrum version, this was not the time. Right. I mean, if you look at that, that's uh, uh, it, and it plays like it looks. It, it looks like garbage, and it plays like garbage. It does. I played it as well. The now, NES version is it very... Looks, it's, it's almost it's, arcade perfect. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> arcade perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they put... But of course, you know, I, I, like you said, this was a huge, huge hit in Japan, so it makes sense that they took the time to, uh, to right. make a good version of it. And I, I will say I have played the NES version of this, and it plays it plays pretty well. It, it's got mm. all the I mean, it plays like it should. Uh, of course, the NES has advantages that these other machines don't have, since it was made to play this stuff. But right. I, I I thought right. it was a, a, an excellent version, and probably the best home port of the game. Mm. I, I can't I have not played one that was better. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. Oh, I did look this up just to close it out, but I looked this up on eBay, and you can get these uh, tapes all day long. For six to seven dollars in the UK, no no problemo. Cool, cool. All right. Well, Aaron, uh, we do have an announcement to make. Uh, we have a new goal for our Sinclair. Uh, since we relaunched the show a couple episodes ago, we've had a tremendous outpouring of people that have said how much they they liked it, and uh, and so uh, I've uh, gone on Patreon and I've set us a goal, Aaron. Uh, if we can manage to get uh, $200 a month in supporters on our Sinclair, we will make this show a weekly show. Uh, so if you would like to see us move this show from a monthly show to a weekly show, and you're not currently a Patreon supporter, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Uh, you can sponsor the show for four bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, whichever you prefer. And uh, you can, uh, that also grants you access to our discord community as well, where we have a, uh, a monthly uh, ZX spectrum high score challenge among other good times. Um, speaking of, of our Patreon supporters. Uh, I'd like to thank them right now. Uh, we've got Jeff Ogden, Mark Downey, Hermsky, Andrew Waite, Captain Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Eric Nelson, Paul Bossman Harrington, Chris Folds, and Pixels at Dawn. Thank you guys so much for supporting our Sinclair. Uh, of course, we also tape the show live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Uh, you can join in the fun. We have a pretty nice crowd here on a Saturday afternoon here in the United States. We've got our intrepid moderators with us, Duncan Styles and Pixels at Dawn Gaming, as well as uh, Amiga Lives with us, Austin G- Jr. Reed, Awkward Aardvark, Barkbit, Beach Bum, Bitstorm, Brock 101, Canadian Retro Things, Carbot, Cobrian, Commander Root, Cowbird Boy, Exile in Paradise, Frodo NL, uh, we got Jigglebox, Hamo, Ice Wizards, Level Lord, Jost80, Cropton, uh, L. Curtis Boyle, All Hail, Mitsuyama, Mr. Cola, Nick Morantes, or maybe Nick Mariota, one of those guys, Picard2010, R-Typer, Squeaky, 
35, Tom Toms, Tripods, VNK Vigoro Pros, Worlds of Rogue, and Z9 K9. Thank you guys so much for taking part in the chat. We really enjoy having a having some folks with us while we do the show. Thank you very much. Now, Aaron, next, Iris Sinclair. Uh, I don't think that we've we've decided which game we're going to play yet. So I think uh, it's your turn, Boat. Yeah, it's my turn. I'm going to have to uh, dig deep in the Spectrum library and, and find a game that, uh, that that speaks to me on a personal, intimate level. And I, I will share that with the folks. That's another perk of being on the Discord is that you can leave us a Discord review and you get to hear about the game in advance as soon as I pick it. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, I guess that's it for this, this, uh, this episode, Aaron. So the only thing left to say is rewind tape. And press play.